0: This is Casey Bell, host of the Shake Up Learning Show and a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to the Ditch That Textbook Podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. This is episode 133 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network, coming to you today from the FETC conference, which is down here in Miami. I know you feel really bad that I'm down here in Miami and the warmth and the beach and everything, but you know, uh, Somebody's got to do it. And I ha- just happened to be sitting next to Bob Dylan, who is a co-author of The Space, um, about, among other things, uh, learning space design, which... Um, fascinating topic to me, I know, and um, I know something that pretty much affects just about any educator that teaches in a space, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, do you want to just uh, kind of give the, the quick synopsis of, of what you guys talk about in the book? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the space, A Guide for Educators, really
1: gives teachers a chance to uh, think about some research-based designs that uh, we turned into really practical ideas. And so easy ideas about how do we free up wall space for kids to write and draw? How do we make sure that we have more flexibility in our floor plan? How do we make sure that kids yeah. feel like they have a sense of movement around the room how do we really make sense of the fact that kids need to be center of the design overall so all of those are a big part of it
0: yeah yeah and um I got a chance to talk to your co-author Rebecca Hare. I had her on my um, my Ditch That Textbook Digital Summit, the the free online conference that that I do, and um, I still remember being fascinated with you know some of the stuff she was sharing and some of the misconceptions people have about um, about learning space design, and um, maybe you could touch on that real quick like is there are there things that people sort of misunderstand and do that maybe they might not want to do if they knew better? Yeah sometimes folks think modern spaces are about like getting rid of books and desks and teacher
1: desks but really it isn't it's about an intentionality and making sure that you're maximizing what you have and staying really flexible. I think that people start to feel like that type of change is going to just be too much and kids are going to be out of control. I think that's a misconception as well. And yeah. really, kids are really uh, resilient to this. And we know that ultimately it makes for more effective instructional time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, if somebody wanted to All right, thank you. take some action and, you know, start, start small and start to kind of move the needle in the right direction with their, with their space, what are some ideas you've got for them?
1: Yeah, one of the free things you can do is look for 10 things you can get rid of. Oh, yeah. uh, I think yeah. that just the momentum breaker, right? Mm-hmm. Like changing the inertia of what you're collecting in your room is a big deal. And then also, if we're asking for kids' focus and attention, it's a time and place where focus and attention is hard, start to free up that space around your interactive whiteboard. Uh, right oh, now, yeah. kids are looking at all of the visuals you have mounted everywhere around that. And if we want them to focus, let's make it easy for them. And so wherever we want them to focus, let's make sure it's not cluttered.
0: Yeah, that's so good. You see I, I'm starting to think back when, when I was teaching high school Spanish, I had all of the words for the question words and the colors and everything right above the board, right you know, right above the projector screen and now I'm thinking probably should have found a different place for that yeah and the other thing is i think people forget that this is about a career readiness
1: skill uh you and i work in a hundred different places a day uh airplanes and cars and ubers and and that's the life that many of our kids are going to have and we need to prepare kids to know what they can do where And so we spent a lot of time learning about what kids should be learning and how they should be learning it. But this is the time and place for us to talk about where kids learn as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And another thing I remember picking up from Rebecca, I think, is that, like... Just because you see it out there on Pinterest and it looks like there's lots of stuff and all of that, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's effective uh, learning space, right? Yeah, there's definitely a difference between decorating and designing. And cute, neat, and fancy
1: really have nothing to do with optimal research-based design. So I think our book, more than anything, draws people into the fact that there is emerging research that says that learning space design helps kids be more satisfied, enjoy and engaged in their learning. And that gives us the best opportunity for kids to academically grow. Yeah.
0: Love that. That's great. Um, Bob Dylan, co-author of The Space. Uh, If they want to get more information about you or follow you or whatever, where's the best place? Easy to find me at drrobertdillon.com. Excellent. All right. Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find a show. Thanks for listening and happy ditching.